What's up, everybody? This is Bob's Three Toed Warriors with a Word on the Street Season 1, Episode 8, titled The Right to Party. Let's find out how much uh, this guy likes to party. But uh, today we have Detroit Beastie with me to talk fantasy football. What's going on, Robin? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, You've been, if I might say so, you've been, uh, I'm talking like I won an Academy Award, but you've been one of my biggest supporters and supporters uh, supporting other uh, pages and content uh, since day one. If, if I was down and out and needed a, a retweet or a share or a like, you were my guy. So I'm very happy to be here and I feel like you're, you're eight episodes in, but still long overdue. Well, thanks, man. Uh, no, the, uh, it's, you know what, the fantasy football community is a neat place and, uh, mm-hmm. You either get to be the people that help each other out or you get to be people that just um, fight with people for no reason. My, I, do like to, I do like to debate a little, um, but, you know, some people can get a little, a little overwhelming there. So, no, all good, all good. So, all right. So you can catch my podcast on just about every platform out there. Don't forget to subscribe. Give it a little five-star rating. Really helps out. Please and thank you. Um, before we get into you, sir, I got a little, uh, little intro music for you here. Hold on. I'm excited. You gotta fight for your right. There you go. Thank you. First guest with his own intro music. <laughs> Fantastic. Your name made it. Your main name made it easy. Kind of cheesy. I played it on my phone, but it's all good. So tell the listeners where they can find you and your work because you are a busy man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Detroit Beastie. Uh, I'm also I also write head editor, not editor, but a head writer, content guy at uh, at DFS Cheat Sheet One. The website is uh, just DFS Cheat Sheet minus the one dot com. Shout out to Jeremy. He's at DFS Dudes. He's the owner, creator of that website. Happy he brought me in. Doing a lot of good things over there. I I hate to sound. Uh, not corny but i really do appreciate all the all the love and support you're with me in a uh in a group chat on twitter and we're it's just nothing but good stuff ideas we're bouncing ideas we're talking we're chatting we're sharing each other's stuff you said in the opening it's a neat place and i'd like to add to that and say it's pretty swell if you ask me so find me (laughs) on twitter at detroit beastie on facebook i'm at, at chris robin plain and simple uh i am pets with uh, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, and all them. Save the jokes. I've heard them all. And uh, let's get it started. Find me. Follow me. Uh, a lot of content. Like you said, you said it, not me. Busy oh, we're man. We're going to go into it further here. So Awesome. All right. So I'll, I'll cheers that. I'll use my unofficial Michelob Ultra sponsor here, also known as Piss Water in a Can. But uh, it's the, today's beverage from doing yard work. So Absolutely. You know, there was real quick, it reminded me of something. I went to Nashville a few summers in a row years ago and I bought uh Miller 24 when that was the thing uh-huh. I think it was called uh-huh. and uh I drank a cake I drank like 30 of those things and nothing might as well have been drinking water I was with some people I stayed by the pool they came back to the pool littered with 20 to 30 uh beer cans <laughs> nothing so yeah. I'll just stick to water from now on yeah yeah, I overpaid for this water here. So uh, I did say you're a busy man, and you got some things going on in your world. Little grad school, you're studying some behavior, behavioral therapy. therapy. Now yes. you're not going to analyze me today, are you? <laughs> Absolutely not. So what are we doing with that? What's the plan? Well, I work with uh, mentally impaired adults, uh, help improve their quality of life, uh, and, and it's great. I mean, w- when you say behavioral therapy, it's not like uh, – you think of the guy, in, you know, in a leather chair talking to someone on a couch. Well, sure. how do you fe- how do you feel? Because I'm working with impaired adults, but there's still a quality of life to be had. A lot of them have a more active social life than I do, and it's led to a lot of good things. One of them being uh, I've been coaching Special Olympics for a few years now, Special Olympics basketball, Special Olympics softball. Uh, it really. I really didn't know I could feel this fulfilled, you know, when I, when, when doing that. So when I have a hobby, like that, you know, chatting with you, writing articles, researching, you know, on my off time, like today, Sunday, it was sunny, fantastic. I sat outside all day, 
Rad did some research. It's it's like, again, not to sound corny, but I'm just a positive kind of guy where, you know, I didn't know this level of fulfillment was someone you could have that. I thought it was only like in the movies or it was sure. fake, like, like in a, like in a fiction book, you know what I mean? So uh, awesome. I love what I do. Uh, I'm not, not done with school yet. I actually just started a, uh, you know, a semester or two ago. So we'll get there. And in the meantime, I still work with the impaired adult community, case managing, coaching uh, Special Olympics. So uh, I love where everything's headed here. All right. All right. So uh, to the fantasy, fantasy, I'm, I'm, I don't want to narrow you down here because I think I, I probably put you in a box if I do, but to the fantasy world, as I say, fantasy football, but how many leagues are you in? And does it cross platforms? Or is it mostly just fantasy football? No, I do fantasy. I'm only in uh, five leagues, okay. fantasy football wise. Smart man. And you can imagine, <laughs> you can imagine since uh, joining Twitter and mm -hmm. talking with so many people and building relationships, just about everyone under the sun has asked me to join the league. All right. Day long. Oh yeah. And I've had to, I, I've turned every one of them down because there was a, a day and time where I was in 20, 25 leagues and the, it took the fun right out of it. It's all the stress, the confusion, uh, the group chats that I send a offer to this guy and this, <laughs> like, where was it? So I had to cut back in this season, actually, is the first season where um, I'm going to be keeping it. I'm actually going to trim one more, so I'll be at four. So it's almost like, a, you know, yeah. I, can, I can relax and I can really dig in and uh, – get yeah. into all four leagues and have some fun. I also love uh, fantasy dynasty fantasy baseball. I'm in two leagues and, and we're talking like uh, minor league roster spots, 50, okay. 60, 50, 60 roster spots, minor leaguers, 16 year old kids. It's, it gets, it gets crazy. So I don't do any seasonal basketball. Uh, I only do one seasonal NHL, but uh, when it comes to DFS across the board, I do every sport under the sun there. Very cool. Very cool. And we're going to go uh, a lot into DFS here in a minute. Yeah, I've, I've had the uh, the joy of being in multiple leagues with the same guys. Uh, last year I did 14, so not a crazy mm -hmm. number, but there's one guy I was in seven leagues with, and I'm like, hey, trade offer in your queue. And his, an and his, his answer was always, which league? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's usually a good indication. You're probably in a couple too many, but uh, – <laughs> But and then you're you're stressing, you're stressing, you're scrambling when it should be fun, and, yeah. and it's just yeah, it's okay. Yep. And I tell all those people, you know, people have asked me that question, like a text message or like a DM on Twitter or something, and they'll be like, "Well, I'm in I'm in 37 leagues and I love it." And I, right. you know, I I'll say, "Well, there'll be a time when when it'll get be exhausting, and you'll you'll come back and go, man, I wish I would have taken your advice sooner, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. To each their own. I do love the fact yeah. that <clears throat> all my leagues I do play on in and pretty much all the ones I played in last year, they're all different styles, formats, stuff like that. That was yeah. the reason, you know, the fun behind it. But mm -hmm. uh, so I said you're a madman. I said that you have a lot of things going on. And, and uh, so you've been putting out articles like a madman. Correct. Love them. Good articles. Thank you. We're gonna, we're gonna chit chat about a few of them and and if we go a little you know if we we if we give the secret sauce of the article away it's probably not gonna be too bad because i got a hunch you'll have a new one coming right behind it and and uh got it. we'll be all right <laughs> so first one would be uh what's the difference between and i think you were talking dynasty uh, fantasy value mm -hmm. and or being a dynasty fantasy asset so correct yeah that difference for people what, what does that mean what we well to about? me Great question because I I published that article probably about a week or ten days ago. I I, I named a, a dynasty asset from each team, so all thirty two NFL yep. teams, yep. right? And uh, not so much on Twitter, but on Facebook, and then in uh, on the general website, you know, like pops up on a Google search and people leave comments at the end. Yeah. I I caught I caught some heat because people. It, it, it struck me like people were confused about what I was trying to do, right? Because I mentioned, you know, let's say Christian McCaffrey okay. or even Miles My Sanders, Philadelphia's running back, where I okay. said they are they are their team's biggest fantasy asset, correct? I mean, CMC is the number one overall guy. Can't head and shoulders above most the fantasy of the league, players' right? asset. We're talking about the yeah, fantasy owner. Okay, yep, correct. So I, I said someone like Christian McCaffrey 
he's the biggest team's asset, yet he holds no value. And that's where people were, uh, I don't want to say confused because that would be insulting to the people who read my stuff and I don't want to do that. Not we talking because there's no margin? Yeah, they, they weren't understanding what I was getting to because maybe it was my fault because I didn't explain it uh, as best as I could in the opening in the article. So what I, when I say the guy's an asset, it is what it is. He's the asset. But when I say someone like CMC has no value, people look at me confused, like, what? What do you mean? And the only reason I said that, like CMC or Lamar uh, Jackson or yeah. Pat Mahomes, they're their biggest assets, but they have no value is sure. because if you were a Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, CMC owner, is there anything under the, is there an offer, anything under the sun on this earth that you would accept for those players? I would have to say I would err on the side of no. I, how many uh, offers and polls have you seen on Twitter and Facebook about uh, I am the CMC owner. I was offered one, two, three in 2020, plus this guy, this guy. And it always is lean towards CMC. So uh -huh. owner owners of these stud players aren't willing to sell them for anything, meaning right. there's no value to be had. So if you look on the other side of it, if I own CMC, Bob, and you wanted to uh, grab him from me, what do you, you'd have to give me your entire roster. You'd have to give me your entire entire 2020 draft class. You know, and you don't want to do that. And yeah. I probably aren't gonna, I'm not going to accept that. So there's no value to be had with these guys. And there's only a so there's only like a handful of guys that command that kind of respect. You know what I mean? So yeah. when you I write say them out till they're dead. So when I say dynasty asset and has no value, that I should have said dynasty asset with no trade value. But when my mind starts churning and all my notebook, <laughs> my my notebook start flying, it's yeah. like uh, I get ahead of myself, or yeah. maybe maybe I'm uh, I'm too far ahead, you know, of the curve with some of the stuff. So I do my best to explain myself, and I've done a pretty good job, I think. It's just that one article that caused some confusion and or heat. And you will be happy to know, and all the all the people watching and people who support my stuff, I'm currently finishing up a uh, a dynasty asset okay. value for all 32 teams, where I explain everything we just talked about in length, in written form, in the beginning of the article, <laughs> and then each team I give a guy that's more than likely different than the past article I wrote as far as a dynasty asset. I left values out of it. It's just strictly uh, dynasty assets. So it's pretty, pretty easy. You could guess, you could really go down, scroll down the, the list of teams and you could name the, the number one stud guy on each team. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I, I took everyone's advice. Uh, I thought about it for a day or two and I put pen to paper and you guys will see that tomorrow or early Tuesday. That's always good to grow, right? Absolutely. Hey, and, and those and those uh, people who are giving you feedback means a they were actually reading the article, I think, right? That's a th and, you know, and you've created some conversation. They'll be back for more. So good for you. That's that was my that was the biggest takeaway, the the positive thing that I took away from it. Anybody who's taking the time to number one read it, uh, number two, and then have it, it invokes a an emotion or a feeling, and then sure. three they actually leave a comment that means that what i'm doing as a as a writer is working if, you know if if yeah. i were to if i were to publish articles and no one was reading or commenting i probably would have given up a long time ago what's the point right be like talk talking to myself so to thankful for everyone yeah. who comments and I, I don't care if you tell me chris this article sucks you should give <laughs> up i'm gonna say you know what i've had that happen before and the comment is uh the uh, the blushing face emoji with the praying hands and thank you for reading my friend. There Next. you go. Uh, so another article uh, was who is the most? I typed a word twice. Um, who is the most? Oh no, I didn't. Who is the most must-have dynasty asset on the Jags? Yeah. Who is the the most most dynasty dynasty? That's the way you wrote it out. No, uh, no. Jags? Who is the most most have? Yeah. It just when I said it, I was like, okay. Um, yeah. So. Who's that big asset on the Jags you just must have? Yeah, see, that was – I feel like you you did your good research because, if I'm not mistaken, this was a, a poll, 
or and or a question that I brought to Twitter maybe this time last weekend because I was in the middle of the art the my current article which I just plugged and I didn't know is it uh is it Gardner Minshew is it Leonard Fournette there's a lot of questions you mm -hmm. know with these guys they have a bevy of receivers good receivers and I think you know given Leonard Fournette I, I love the guy he's a stud he's a bruiser uh, he's had some injury, like some soft tissue sure. tissue injuries. Will Personal he be traded? Yeah. Is he going to be traded away? Is he going to punch someone in the stands? It's like, it's really weird. So <laughs> if I, my rationale is if I say someone is a dynasty asset, that is a guy I want to hitch my wagon to, right? So yep. do I really want to hitch my wagon to Leonard Fournette? I don't know. So I think your safe bet here is to go DJ Shark there. Wow, it's just right. It's just writing on my paper. Good, great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep. And uh, there's a lot of. I don't want to sound rude or like you know like a jerk, but I really I'm not a fan of when I, I get it. People say, "Oh, he's got amazing upside." You know, it it makes sense, but I'd rather say he's got a ton of talent, which is the same thing. Oh my, I just. You know, you, you can read a thesaurus and find a different name. But DJ Shark has a ton of upside. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I think he can really legitimately make a jump this year, climb into the top 20, top 15, you know. And uh, I'd love to see that happen. There's certain teams, I've mentioned this a few times in my writing, uh, just, just a personal feeling of mine as a, as a lifelong Detroiter and Detroit Lions fan, the NFL is always more fun when certain teams are good, like the Bengals, mm -hmm. the Redskins. When those teams are good, making the playoffs, I just find football more enjoyable. You know what I mean? And maybe that's just because it's been the same old, same old for how long? You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's just where I'm from. So Kansas City winning everything last year was fantastic. You know, they've been down and out for for a while, and they're finally – future's looking bright in KC, I'll tell you that. Oof. Yeah. That's a ridiculously strong team. Yeah. So um, last article we'll touch on was your thoughts on running back handcuffs. Uh, I love the idea of a running back handcuff within reason though, right? Uh, just plug in my phone and you're I'm enjoying good. the conversation. I don't want, uh, <laughs> don't want just, us to die here. There you go. <laughs> so when it comes to running back handcuffs, it's a good thing to do. Um, I don't think, Every starting running back that you roster needs to be handcuffed. Uh, only a select few, like a Leonard Fournette. You know, you don't know if he's going to be a, a late-minute scratch or, or such. But, uh, you know, guys like McCaffrey, Barkley. Workhorses. Even Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, you're just taking up a roster spot at a certain point, right? But on the flip side, in Dallas, Tony Pollard is his handcuff, right? And yep. I own him. I drafted him in a in a big time dynasty league, and didn't start him one time last season. But I I heard that uh, Kellen Moore, the uh, old Lions running, or excuse me, quarterback, second or third stringer, drafted him. He's now their offensive coordinator, and th there's been it's known, it's written down that they're going to work Tony Pollard into their scheme, you know, or in uh, New Orleans, Kamara, stud, why handcuff him? Well, you got Latavius Murray backing him up. Who can carry the load? He did it for a couple games last season. Sure. So if you find yourself in a situation where the handcuff can, uh, has shown flashes to carry the load and be an RB1, if your guy goes down, handcuff him. You know what I mean? But, you know, if you got the running back in, uh, I can't think of one. You know, like in uh, in Tennessee, Derrick Henry's your running back. Who the heck are you going to handcuff him with, first of all? Second of all, why are you going to handcuff him anyways? Uh, Evans, they drafted that kid, uh, Darian Dareton Evans, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. He looks good. I drafted him, but not for handcuffing purposes, just as a, like a flyer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So is that – now is that – that's your, your role – all the time or is that are you making some uh different changes there with the scares of this season uh you mean my stance on on handcuffs do i is that does that go season to season or is well, that did, yeah is it alter with the things going on this season with the changes in the off season and you know the health and are people going to be out because they're going to get the flu or they're going to be more prone to injury stuff like that so you, any changes to your handcuffing strategy there no uh 
my stance on my stance on really not handcuffing guys is that's been my mo yeah. for quite some time and if i catch if i catch heat for this and if uh the group of guys that we hang with on twitter that read and write you know and our stuff hopefully they 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 do uh get involved in the conversation and it's just a it's a personal preference you know what i mean yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's a horrible move. I'm not saying uh, you should adopt my my fantasy football ideals. <laughs> it's just something that I I don't like to do. And on a side note, my my whole mo with writing DFS stuff or dynasty stuff is to shine a light on my personal process because yeah. when I was uh, starting off in DFS or playing, you know, deep league dynasty football. I really liked it when there was a guy like you talking or writing or, or I was reading your stuff that showed me his personal process, sure. not someone else's ideal, not some nonsense uh, comment or quote that you found in a magazine or an article. I want to hear how you do it. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. And then I'm going to take how you do it how the next guy does it. And I'm going to form my own, you know, yep. own my ideas. own power, yep. my own team of, of stuff. You know what sure. I mean? Yep. Makes sense to me. So you mentioned DFS one, two, 10 times in there. Cause you love some DFS. So tell, I'm sure most people have heard of it. Um, but for those who haven't heard of it, don't understand it. So what is DFS for those who don't play? Well, DFS, it stands for, uh, daily fantasy sports you know um if you play any sort of fantasy seasonal long fantasy uh you'd have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard of FanDuel, DraftKings. Yeah. Yeah. there's other sites that are trying to emulate what they're doing but it's uh it's genius it's a it's a really genius thing and it uh, uh it was created in uh 2012 if i'm not mistaken and their whole when they pitched when FanDuel was the first to do it if i if I remember correctly, and their whole thing was, well, is your is your seasonal fantasy team crap? Yeah. Are you are you done and out of the playoff run by week five? And or is your team loaded with injuries? Well, come put a couple bucks on FanDuel and you can create your own team and it's just for that day. Sure. You know, real money, real prizes. And at first people thought, you know, is this a scam? Is this not? Is it a pyramid scheme? What right. you know, there was a ton of stuff. But when you get into it, it's a real thing. It's a legit thing. There's real money to be made. And I I honestly don't I I, I can't think of one seasonal fantasy sports player that doesn't dabble in DFS nowadays, whether it's on DraftKings or DFS. Uh, and I think of it as I'm in Michigan, um, so there's two there's a few major college teams in Michigan. Main two are Michigan, Michigan State. You're either one or the other, right? <laughs> Same thing with DFS. You're either DraftKings or FanDuel. A lot of people do both, but you always have where yeah. your loyalties lie. Yeah. Mine is FanDuel. I dabble in DraftKings, but I'm always I always go crazy and I'm always all in on FanDuel. Okay. Very good. Um so is it for everyone or just the big guys doing millions of entries? Like I hear uh, you listen, I listen to CBS Sports. I think it's Heath Cummings on there who does – I could be wrong, but I think he sets like 100, 200 lineups a week or something crazy like that. Yeah. And, like, I'm out there and I'm like, I got my $2. <laughs> you know, I got my one entry. I'm like, yeah. you know. So, like – It's almost like in uh, – well, yeah, let, let's let's get into some of the little inner workings of DFS real quick. So, those guys, they're called uh, Sharks. They max entry the big contests, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm not going to plug them because a few of these guys have their own uh, websites. They're making money. Uh, they're taking away views and content from guys like us, just hardworking, uh, you know, people who love to do this as a hobby. Right. And they're I'm not mad at anybody for trying to make money or whatever, but so those are called sharks. They max entry contests. They're playing anywhere between 10,000 to 50,000 a day in contests. That's their full-time job. Right. And Jeez. in turn, they win that much a day. You know, you max enter a contest, 10,000 bucks, and it's like a blind squirrel finds a nut, you know, saying, right. So 
guys like us in a single entry contest, you know, you can get in a, let's say the uh, NFL every Sunday there's, it's called like the NFL punt. That's the contest name. It's a dollar to get in. It's single entry. There's 10,000 other people in there, but first place is like 25 grand, right? That one that you might as well go play the lottery. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think you're going to hit first place, but I play that one every weekend. It's like uh, it's a single entry. So everyone's on the same playing field. Just, I'm just looking for a piece of the pie, yeah. put a dollar in, if I win five bucks, 10 bucks. Cool. I'll carry it over to Monday and play baseball, you know? Yeah. So smaller guys like us are better suited for cash games. They're the called, and those are like uh head to heads, 50 fifties, yeah. uh, double ups, things of that nature, you know, uh, primarily those are 10 or 20 man contests. Again, everyone's on the same playing field. Sharks will get in those if the entry fee is like 25 bucks, but it's pretty safe that a dollar or $2 double up or something like that. It's just going to be us, you know, us, uh, no names, just so sure. hard work and blue Average collar Joe's. guys on a Sunday drinking sure. some beer, having fun. You know what I mean? So my, my thing is I, uh, when there are sports, especially uh, football, basketball, and hockey, I do, I try and do as many of those uh, three to five man contests. They're a dollar to get in. Uh -huh. You're only playing against two or four other guys. Uh, if you win the contest, it's $2.70 or $5, but I play 100 or 150 of them. You know what I mean? Sure. So I use the same lineup in all 150 contests. You know what I mean? So on a good night, uh, I have it all written down somewhere. Uh, I log everything. On a good night, if my line hits and uh, I take first and let's say 120 of 150 of them can cash out at anywhere between 1200 to 1400 bucks. If it does okay, I still, I still make 70 to six, 75 to 60 bucks, give or take. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how I play. It's been many, many years of trial and error. Yeah. Uh, doing a million different pro doing a trying a million different things uh i feel like that way which i just explained works best for me and that's where we're at you know what i mean and i will be honest uh i hate to pull the curtain away but i <laughs> i honestly do prefer writing yeah seasonal content dfs stuff so yeah um i'm big in the nhl nhl might be my favorite sport and when it comes to dfs uh not to sound uh, like an egomaniac, but my DFS stuff is and has been lights out. It's, uh, it's proven, you know, and when the pandemic hit and they took it away from us, I had, a, we had a lot of momentum here at Cheat Sheets about it, but uh, nothing we can't pick back up because I've gained even more momentum, but uh, hockey DFS is the most fun for me. I, um, but getting back to my point, I got off track a little bit. I preferred, I, I wrote an article every day, did a did, wrote two articles a day. I did a video, and then I really didn't even play a lineup because on FanDuel and gambling in general, it, it gives people a rush, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I can find that same rush in reading and writing and talking to you or people in the comments. I find that same rush there. So I was noticing that I was scaling back my, my DFS play, yeah. my entries, yeah. which was cool. So I think you kind of started to allude to this in your your answer of the last question, but building a bankroll. A, what is a bankroll? But how can someone build a nice size bankroll for uh, then allowing for more flexibility with contest selection? Yeah, great question. Absolutely. So that was a great question, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like we <laughs> talked about that before we, we got on the broadcast. So your bankroll is basically your account, how much money you got in your account, right? So okay. you go on FanDuel, you type in your debit card, you put $20 in your account. So your bankroll is $20, right? And if you want to build a bankroll, this is, this people talk about this till they're blue in the face. There's, there's people that have been playing uh, DFS for years that still can't or don't know how to build a bankroll. You know, a lot of people think, well, I got 20 bucks. I'm going to put it in one contest. I'm going to win 10 grand. Wake up in the morning. Things are going to be great. Well, if you want yeah. to get serious about playing DFS, you want to build a nice bankroll so you can enter, let's say, a hundred man or a hundred dollar single entry or a $500 single entry where the payout is 25K or 50K. So I found my best bet building a bankroll are those small contests, double ups 
head-to-heads, even those, uh, those smaller uh, three- or five-man contests. You know what I mean? It's a dollar to get in. You're the, if you win the contest, it's $2.70, let's say. This is for FanDuel, right? So you put 10 bucks down. 10, you put 10 bucks, get into 10 entries. You hit first in all of them. You just made 27, you know, 27 and odd dollars, right? So you've doubled your money, right? So yeah. you're building a bankroll. That's okay. how that's how I do it. That's how everybody does. Your best bet would be to, if I had to nail it down, I would say a double up, you know, where uh, you enter a dollar and the, uh, the, let's say 100 people are in that contest. The first 50, 50. double their entry. And, the, you know, so it's simple. You don't even yeah. got to get first place to win money. Yeah. The first 50 people double their entry. Got to beat the medium. The medium. Yep, that's it. Yep. So, uh, so I'm going to slide over and talk about listener league entries for uh, the listener league I'm firing up. So we're going to give away two of, uh, of the entries for five-star reviews. Send those screenshots of the review to on me at Twitter at Bobs3Toad. Um, here is the first winner for the person that sent me the funniest message. I'm putting a question mark after this statement as funniest message, but it was the entry that won. So here you go at fantasy force FB. Welcome to the listener league, sir. Here is your joke. How can you make a tissue dance? Do you know this one? Yeah, you my know, cat yeah. would my cat would probably know the answer to that. Put <laughs> yeah. a little boogie into it. You put a little boogie in it. Those are so, the jokes you find on a uh, on a popsicle stick or a laffy taffy wrapper. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of competition for this week, so to, he's in. Fair, You're in, buddy. I think I actually know <laughs> fantasy football for I us. They got a purple logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so shout gonna, out to you guys. We're gonna do another winner for someone who tweets me the most what the fuck picture on Twitter. So. Oh. Keep them, uh, great, keep them safe for work, topic. but I want a what the fuck picture because it'll be funny. Um, so that's what I have for that part. Uh, you say you like comic books. What are we talking here? Collecting comic books. Yeah, for uh, my <clears throat> my late father, he passed away a few years ago. He was a huge sports card collector, right? I see yeah. your the mirror of signed jerseys in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. He was the same thing with sports cards. That's, That's cool. what I remember growing up, going to sports card shows with bringing my friends, running around, you know, flea markets and trade centers, let's say. Yeah. I didn't catch any fleas. It's just the market, you know. But uh, he was a huge sports card in. fan. <laughs> and uh, he, he saved absolutely everything. So he had stacks of comic books from when he was a little kid. He was born in 59, right? Oh, so uh, after he passed away, um, I found a lot of boxes with comic books. And I, I have the first, I have the original Iron Man comics, the fir oh, wow. first copy. I have the one through 10 there. And then a ton of old, uh, I don't want to say golden age, because those get, those get crazy expensive and those are rare. But I love like a, a good silver age or, you know, a bronze age, uh, 80 page giant, uh, uh, huge into like the old, like six fifties and sixties Joker, the way okay. they, the way they drew him. Uh, I'm a big fan of, yeah, bat, just the, the same stuff, the same stuff. Everybody likes Superman, Batman. Sure. Uh, my favorite comic book guy is Metamorpho. If anyone, uh, has heard of him, nah. uh, he's great. So I used, my my late father's comic book collection as a starting point a damn good starting point if you ask me yeah. to start making my own you know and yeah. in my in my off i'm in my office in the basement where i do a lot of my reading and writing so in front of me here i i saw this online one day it's a uh, like a cork bar you know with mm -hmm. uh, push pins yeah. and someone turned it into a comic book wall right, so cool. my you know whoops so cat swatted the phone. Sorry. So <laughs> in front of me right here where I'm looking are all my, you know, my favorite and most expensive comic books on a corkboard. So when I sit down, I'm looking at the computer and you guys here, but up here I have all my, my comics, some that my father, they were my father's when he was a kid, some we collected together. And then the rest were stuff that I purchased over the years. 
Sorry about your dad passing, but it's pretty cool that you guys did stuff together because not all dads do that. So absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'm an only child and uh, we had a great relationship. So awesome. It's awesome. He died young, suddenly. It stinks, but uh, I feel great and I have peace in my heart that uh, nothing was ever left unsaid. So I'm good. Just uh, it's what happens in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little IDP here uh, for just a, a hot minute. Um, yes. We'll talk, uh, always getting a little excited. I said a hot minute, I might be lying, it might be a hot two hours. Y'all buckle up, we're in for a long show. Um, let's do it. So we'll, we're gonna cover two aspects here. We're gonna talk about your preferred IDP settings, position, depth of roster, et cetera. And then we're gonna go into a couple hot takes you got for us. So. Um, why don't you start with uh, how – if you're starting a league tomorrow, today, tonight, right now, how are you uh, setting up that league? I'm setting it up where it's – I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, especially if uh, any sort of IDP is fantastic. Uh, I'm a – I'm the champion of IDP. You know what I mean? It's in my, <laughs> it's in my, you know, my bio, you know, in the yeah. IDP encyclopedia, you know, and that wasn't, uh, I didn't give myself that humble brag. A lot of uh, <laughs> listeners and readers go, man, you're like an IDP encyclopedia. You should put that. So I did. And so I got to carry that flag and I yeah. will very proudly. So to answer your question, I think the best way to do IDP is a full blown defensive roster. You're going to do your offense, and you're going to, you're going to carry a full-blown uh, defense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're going to do two defensive ends, uh, a defensive tackle or two, three or four linebackers, right, uh, a couple cornerbacks, and then you're going to do a couple safeties because people get into, the, get into it where they mix they just DB is one – defensive back right. is one category. So right. it, could, it could be, you know, a safety or a cornerback. I like – separating the two sure. so you're going to roster two safeties and a few cornerbacks and you're going to run with it that way right okay. and that is a whole nother level of fun and excitement that I can't explain to any of you unless you actually play it because I've seen a lot of questions a lot of screenshots where you know they have an offensive team well my my league has uh an offensive an offensive team and we can draft one IDP player. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to do IDP, just do it full blown. You know, yeah. like I said, roster a full defense people. And <laughs> if you're scared or nervous about it, have any questions, I'm at Detroit Beastie. DMs are open. I will talk and answer any question. Uh, I love the stuff. I'm hoping that it becomes more mainstream like the, the super flex leagues are, I sure. mean, that has just gone to the moon now, you know, you know base super flex is basically a two quarterback league, right? I mean, For the most part. you're going to want two quarterbacks. In flexible, spots, but yeah. but, uh, let's start getting, let's start getting some IDP hashtags out there and let's start getting some more IDP leagues going out there. And I'm, I'm going to bang that drum and I'm going to carry that flag until I fall flat on my face. I like it. I like that enthusiasm, that all in this. Thank you. Um, so let's uh let's get some. I was gonna say hot takes and I crack a cold beer. That actually didn't work very well. <laughs> let's get a couple hot takes on that IDP. Sure, I think um, this one really isn't a hot take, but uh, okay. because he's he's the number one projected overall IDP guy. It's uh, Colts linebacker Darius Leonard. He's an absolute monster. I think he finishes the year as the number one ranked and overall IDP player. Like, and it's not even going to be close, right? So, so he holds that title out. Yeah, outright, you know, and it's – he's going to be next season, you know, when they do tier – you know, a lot of websites or writers do tiers. It's going to be tier one, Darius Leonard, space <laughs> tier two. Yeah. That's it, right? And uh, you might say, well, hey, hey, Chris, you're a dummy. That's really not a hot take. And I know, I just told you, it's not that hot of a take. I just took it a step further and said, no one's going to touch him. He's going to be by far and away the best overall IDP asset. That's the word of the day for not only this season, but a few seasons to come, you know? That's what I say. If you have to pay for him, he better be worth it. Yeah. He, uh, 
he missed a couple games. I own him, if you didn't notice, in uh, in my my favorite IDP where we, we roster a full defense. And he missed a couple games last season uh, after getting a concussion. He had some concussion-like symptoms. And it's like the, those two or three games that he didn't play, it, it, all the other people – you know, all the other defensive guys or, or people like us who count stats were like, ah, it gives us a chance for my guys to catch up to his production. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, he's ridiculous. It's not even close. And uh, I'm not even a Colts fan. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a Darius Leonard fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So uh, moving on, I think in 2020, it's going to be the year of the safety, you know, where that second tier of guys, like let let's make a fictional let's say let's fast forward and we're talking a year from now right Darius Leonard space tier two tier two is going to be just loaded with uh, safeties you know Jamal Adams Landon Collins Derwin James Mika Mika Fitzpatrick and even uh, uh, what's it Jabril Jabril Peppers in the Giants you know what I mean because he uh, if I remember correctly uh, Jabril Peppers is a Michigan man gold blue. I've seen on some sites like Sleeper, he is, uh, he's got a multi-positional eligibility where you can roster him as a, as a safety or a cornerback. And that's, that's fantastic. So 2020 is going to be the year of the safety. Uh, these guys are just so talented. Uh, everybody that I just named off, you know, especially Jamal, uh, Minka, uh, Derwin James, they're absolute stud ball hawks. Those are the guys you want because they're getting tackles, their takeaways, interceptions, they all add up. You know what I mean? That's why yep. if you're if you're into IDP as much as I am, you know that linebackers are the most important piece of your IDP league. You know what I mean? Yep. To put it in context, a linebacker is like what a running back is to your fantasy teams, you know? And in the right scoring format, they can sometimes score just as many points as a starting running back. And that the league that I'm in, um, we drafted last year, right? And right before the draft, the commish said, I'm going to screw around with the scoring format where a defense is going to be just as important as your offense, you know? And so something clicked in my head and I thought, I, per, again, people, this is me personally, my, my process. I thought of I thought it more fun to build a championship defense than to build an offense. It didn't hurt that I had the second overall pick, Joe CMC. But then, so I had uh, <laughs> McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, and then sure. a crazy defense. And after we're done, I'll I'll send out a screenshot of my my starting IDP roster. Took me all the way to the championship. So um, it's fantastic. It's awesome. All right. All right. Um, I have a few more hot takes if you want them. Yeah, I think we got time for probably one or two more. Let's do it. Okay, uh, I'll move quick then. My uh, my two, two favorite <laughs> rookie, my two favorite rookie IDPs coming into this year are uh, Patrick Queen, Grant Delpit. Uh, we'll leave it at that. They're both in phenomenal situations. Um, what more can I say? And then I I'm, I like the idea of uh, these next two guys. They're cornerbacks making it into the top 10 with ease as far as uh, IDP scoring is going. Tredavious White, Buffalo's starting cornerback. He's just absolutely insane. I saw a graphic on him where uh, he gave up zero, excuse me, zero touchdowns on like, I think it was in the 400, you know, range of, of, of passes or plays on his side of the field. He gave up zero touchdowns, goose egg, 0, 0.0, you know. Hmm. And uh, Marlon Humphrey, in Baltimore, their cornerback. Real quick, what Buffalo's do, or excuse me, what Baltimore is doing, you know, they're so, their defense is so good, much like Pittsburgh's, but for the sake of the conversation, Baltimore, they, they have such a good defense where guys like Marlon Humphrey don't have to carry the load. You know what I mean? So that just makes them more valuable, you know? So that's just some things that were running through my mind. Uh, So, I've heard I've I've heard a long time ago. By that I mean last year, mm-hmm. and I never really looked to see if it was true. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, I think it was Buffalo. Somebody said that that their uh, whoever the stat guys 
at the games that record the tackle, tap tackle, stuff like that, mm. tend to be a little little loose and lenient on the oh, tackle, okay. half tackles. Is that a home field advantage stat packing? Yeah, is that a is that a is that a you ever heard of that or I, I have not heard of that, no. As a Tredavious White owner. As a Tredavious White owner, what do I care? Uh, no, you like it. <laughs> I'll use it. every half tackle, quarter tackle I can get my hands on. Oh, yeah. Assisted tackle, yeah. yeah. Get that, that, that sack for a loss with a fumble. <laughs> yep. Stack up those points. Uh, oh, here, here's one that's a, that's a here. I got one more that's a real hot take. I've seen a lot of uh, people talking about Leighton Vander Esch, uh, sure. Dallas's uh, starting middle linebacker. Uh, he's an absolute uh, stud, but he had uh, neck surgery, you know, and unfortunately, I don't know the guy. Uh, never met him, never talked to him. So it, there, this isn't coming from a place of, of hate or negativity. I just don't think he's going to be the same, you know, and right. coming into last, this time last year, he was, you could pencil him, actually write his name in pen in the top 10 overall IDP rankings. I just, unfortunately, I just don't see him making it back there. Uh, at least not anytime soon. You know, it's like, uh, if any of you guys are Dallas fans, you know who Sean Lee is, you know, right, same right. thing with him. He's a stud when he's on the field, he's but field way too nowadays much. he's rarely on the field cause he's just yeah. so, so beaten up. So uh, I hope, I hope I'm completely wrong on this one. Uh, I hope that I eat shit for this one because <laughs> I, I, I truly do want every, every professional player, you know, all across the board to be healthy and to produce and follow in their dreams and play the game they love. So I really do hope I'm wrong. Just a personal opinion of mine. No, I like it. All right. Let's do my ask all preseason questions. So this is a, we're flipping back to the offense side and we're flipping over to the redraft side of the world. Perfect. So I'm going to take one quarterback, one running back and one wide receiver from you that you could see finishing in the top five for the season at their position. Mm. So he'll finish as running back four, whatever. But yep. you're able to draft him as running back 13, 14, 15. Not the 13, 14, 15 in the round, but as running back 13, 14. So we'll start with quarterback. And okay. uh, we'll see what you got. Uh, I got three guys here I, I want to I wanna okay. mention. I, I won't spend long on either. I'll just like a quick hit. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Uh, I'm really into Sam Darnold. Okay. for the New York Jets. Um, I think he's the guy there. I hate that saying. He's the guy. I mean, that's just like a lazy, <laughs> lazy kind of uh, lazy kind of thing. But uh, I love Sam Darnold. He's in in redraft in a one quarterback redraft league. You're talking, you know, 10th round plus. Yeah. Being able to get him right. Yeah. So Sam Darnold. I like Matthew Stafford. Not just saying that because I'm from Detroit and a Detroit Lions fan. Okay. Uh, we all know we all know what the guy can do. Yeah. Not so much the organization. You know, people call him Matthew uh, Stat Padford, if I'm not mistaken. And who cares? That's that's what fantasy football is all about. It's not right. uh, not about real life football wins. It's about You'll the take Blake Bortles. So, Sam Darnold, uh, Matthew Stafford, and uh, a personal favorite player of mine, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Okay. Okay. That's three nice ones there. Stafford just needs to be healthy. If he uh, he would have been the, probably the, one of the best quarterbacks of the season last year, the way he started yeah. out. And uh, I, I've seen a lot of uh, like graphics and and uh, rankings and projections. If he would have played a sixteen game schedule, I hate that stuff. It's so outlandish. <laughs> like, well, guess guess what? He didn't play a sixteen game schedule, and he didn't have those stats. So. Yeah. I digress. Well, they're going to see, you know, what would he have done? I don't mind him, personally. Um, I always think it's funny when a lot of times you'll see people who do use those. Oh, if you would have played 16 games, he would have finished here. But yeah. no way it factored in what the other guys who missed one game there and two games there. They don't add mm -hmm. their points back in. So it's not always a true representation. That's You're living point. in la-la land. Yeah. You're living yeah. in dreamland. They, yeah. they didn't do those things, you know? Yeah. All right. So at running back, what do you got? Uh, big Melvin Gordon, the third guy in Denver. Um, I've, I'm, all, I'm, I'm a fan of Philip Lindsay too. Um, 
I don't I think it could be in today's day and age, you got the Denver jersey on, so you would know this. In today's Denver. day and age, you know, with football, there's not so much of a running back bell cow anymore, right? The days not, of not Barry many. Sanders, Emmett yeah. Smith, even like let's say Thurman Thomas, you know, they're not getting the ball three plays in a row for ten series. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a one two punch. Yeah. If the if a team does it right, it's a hammer, you know. Thunder and lightning, the hammer and the, you know, quick on his feet guy, let's say. So I think Denver puts together a good one-two punch this season, you know, with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. But again, you would know this more than me. Denver brought Melvin Gordon in for a reason. They didn't bring him in, you know, to uh, rotate series with Philip Lindsay. You know what sure. I mean? So uh, I like Melvin Gordon here. People aren't even, they're not, he's not even on people's radars. You know what I mean? Again, people are living in La La Land dream world where it's just the top five guys or bust or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's Melvin Gordon there. Uh, huge, huge David Montgomery fan in Chicago. Um, if anybody who is watching this has read any of my work or had uh, interactions with me on Twitter, I've long said David Montgomery in Chicago and Miles Sanders in Philadelphia, both teams had no idea what to do with each guy and even more so with David Montgomery. You know what I mean? And so I think this year, Chicago definitely knows what they have in David Montgomery and he's going to, you know, get the ball 200, 250 plus times. And the kid is built for it. He can do it. So Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery, and my next guy uh, in San Francisco, Raheem Mostert. He's been picking up some speed. Uh, you know, the hype train's kind of chugging along on him on social media from what I've seen. And yeah. uh, people just don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? And that's not going to stop what I'm trying to do or my opinion. I think the guy absolutely goes nuts this year in uh, San Francisco. I'm talking, you know, top 15 nuts. Okay. You know, okay. um, I think the annoying part for a lot of people last year with that team, or maybe in the last two years of that team, is 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 you weren't you just didn't know which guy was going to be which week. Yeah. So as long as you could afford to take that five points, okay. Mm -hmm. But when they blew up, they blew up huge in that backfield. And he and it's has coming a, this season. I'm telling yeah. you. And real quick, while I have you here, and we're talking about running backs. I'm a big uh, Miles Sanders guy too. And I don't care about all the, I don't want to say naysayers, but all these uh, trolls or negative people that say, <laughs> I wouldn't at, at Miles Sanders ADP, I wouldn't touch him with uh, a 10 foot pole. I wouldn't draft him if he was on your team. You know yeah. what I mean? So a lot, a lot of times these people on social media, when they say something crazy like this, it's on purpose. It's, it's for a reaction. Sure. It's a, what, what they call, what the young kids on Twitter are calling it as a, a bait post. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm not a young person. I don't know what that meant, but I figured it out. You and me either. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just learning all this stuff. I'm not uh, 15, 16 anymore. Uh, that's funny. And I'm not saying miles, you got to draft miles Sanders as a top five back. Right. But I see no problem with drafting him at the end of the first round or on the turn in the beginning of the second round. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be a big, it's going to be a big, uh, big run for run, uh, running backs this year. I'm pretty sure those first two rounds, yeah. you want you better with, get them quick I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, and let's flip over to wide receiver. I like all those guys. Uh, they've got some great opportunities and they're getting slept on. So, I mean, uh, before we move on, I guess, uh, Melvin Gordon down at 17, could have a big opportunity in Denver. David Montgomery's down at 25 and most dirt down at 28. So that's a, that's some, uh, some value built in there. So, yeah. Like what Raheem Mostert, he's like, uh, he's free. You can draft him in the 10th round. If I'm ninth, 10th round, you know, it's like. And at wide receiver, what do you got for us? This is a good one because there's so many, uh, wide receivers in that uh i don't want to say bottom tier but in that like fourth or fifth tier yeah, that are juicy messy the first tier. one that comes into my mind is in seattle dk metcalf this kid is uh he's amazing uh from what i've seen he's humble 
He's not a diva. He's not an asshole. And he's got one season under his belt in Seattle. And if you guys remember correctly, the day that they drafted him, Pete Carroll said, here, I'm going to put you on the phone with the guys, with the guy that you're going to be catching the football from. Here's Russell Wilson. <laughs> I mean, funny. you're set up for success there. So uh, I'm going DK Metcalf there. Uh, another guy I've heard, I've heard zero to no talk about is AJ Green in Cincinnati. You know, that's what happens, right? In fantasy football and pro professional sports in general, it's about what have you done for me lately, right? Sure. AJ Green hasn't done anything lately because he didn't play at all last season. So, yeah, and barely the what season or two before that. That's the scary part, right? He's been injured. Yeah, because he's another lately. guy that he's another guy that's always dealing with these nagging yeah. ankle issues you know, yeah. injuries, you know, and tell me why that, tell me why that's a bad pick, especially for his ADP. You know, you got a rookie, you got the number one overall pick national champion, Joe Burrow coming in there, you know, to throw him the ball and who do you, you got Tyler Boyd in that offense, uh, John Ross in that offense, uh, Joe Mixon, who I'm super high on. He's a stud PPR his running team, back. So his teammate AJ Tyler Green. Boyd's two spots behind him in ADP. If yeah. you if you were I mean, if you're on the clock right there, which way would you go? Two spots. AJ Green, and that's not close. Okay. You know? And I explained when I say it's not close or by a mile, I explained that the other day. I'm not saying that uh, like as an offensive term, like, oh, it, it's AJ and it's not close. I'm just saying you're that set. to me personally. Yeah. I prefer one guy over the other guy because me personally, when I make a draft pick or a trade or a waiver wire pickup, I do it with full blown confidence, no hesitation. So that's what <laughs> I can believe that I can see that. <laughs> so that's what, what I mean when I say not close, yeah. I want AJ green and I don't care who, what people say about it, you know? Okay. I dig it. Uh, real quick. Let's say Michael Gallup in Dallas. Okay. That's obvious. You know what I mean? He's probably being drafted. I don't have his ADP in front 33. of me. He's being drafted, you know, as a wide receiver too, you know, in the top 20 wide receivers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, you know, everybody got the, the scares for him when he got new roommates in town. So. Yeah. So my last guy, I want to touch on uh, one more guy real quick. And it's uh, Detroit lions wide receiver, Marvin Jones, Jr. Now, Again, it has nothing to do with me being born and raised in Detroit or being a Detroit Lions fan. This guy, when he's on the field with Matthew Stafford as the quarterback, Kenny Galladay on the other side, Kirion, and now DeAndre Swift behind him, we know what this guy can do. He was keeping – Kenny, I'm sure people know this, Kenny Galladay led the league in touchdown receptions last year, and, Ken, or, and Marvin Jones was keeping pace with him until he was uh, hurt and then forced to miss the, re miss the rest of the season. So Marvin Jones is literally on nobody's radar, you know, until a couple of days ago when someone mentioned him, you know, I chimed in and then before you know it, that's how social media is. Yeah. 36 is where they're, uh, they got him. That's, that's pretty deep down there. 36 is. Yeah. That's going to be real late round. Often, often disrespected. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, shot think that, I honestly think you can get wide receiver two numbers out of Marvin Jones this year. Again, if I'm wrong, I'll eat it. But hey. I just said moments ago, every, every decision, thought, writing, anything I make is in, done with full-blown confidence. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, I mean, Marvin Jones at, at his ADP, he, he could be good this season or he could be bad, and then that's it. Well, what are you <laughs> trying to say, guy? You're not making – you know. Make a choice. It could rain today or it could be sunny. Yeah. <laughs> Make a choice and stick with it. That's funny. Live with I like it. it. All right. We're going to wrap this one up here shortly. Um, so we've got some more great shows coming up for you soon. Go ahead and subscribe. You don't want to miss, it, miss out. Uh, Robin, I know you said you're drinking water. I swear that was a bottle of energy drink because, man, you've got some fire and I love it. <laughs> no, I, I love really talking fantasy. It, but yeah, I love talking fantasy sports with people that I like and respect. So you have both of those. I appreciate it, man. So I, 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 I appreciate the opportunity to uh, hang here and talk with you. Talk, talk IDP and fantasy football in general for what over an hour now. 
Fantastic. Right there. Yeah. Uh, why don't you give these folks a reminder of where they can find you one more time? I'm always available on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. Uh, you can tag me, mention me, DM me. Uh, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a hotshot. I will answer any and every question that I get. I enjoy it. I actually prefer it. So at Detroit Beastie on Twitter. And you can always find me or my content at uh, DFSCheatSheet.com. Awesome. Come find me there. That's where my content is on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. And uh, let's get a conversation going. Awesome. Yeah, he's a good guy to follow, good guy to listen to, good guy to chat with. So go do as he told you and go check him out. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Bobs3Toad, on YouTube, Bobs3ToadWarriors. Uh, and you can listen to new shows that are now dropping Monday and Thursdays. A little, little uh, schedule adjustment there. I feel like that might be a more, uh, more in tune for now. And I think when the season starts, we'll go three days a week. But for now, we'll do Mondays and Thursday mornings, just about anywhere podcasts can be found. That's it for the show. It's been Bob's Three Toad Warriors special guest, the Detroit Beastie, Chris Robin. Reminding you, soon enough, you'll be able to hit the waiver wire, set your lineup, dominate your opponents. Let's win some damn championships together, people. Bye.